Yeah, unless, of course, you want to try Ultimo Dragon Twist. I like uh, that guy. That guy's great. <laughs> and maybe throw a throw a, a, a note out to Yeti, Yeti Blanc. Um, Ultimo Dragon Quest is probably posted like five times. That guy's <laughs> a total dub. He's great. <laughs> he likes Ultimo Dragon, the wrestler, and he likes the Dragon Quest games. That dude is a, a huge winner. Ultimo I love Dragon. that guy. Ultimo Dragon was like the best wrestler. Like I, I didn't watch a I lot of wrestling as a, 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 as a kid, but I liked Ultimo Dragon. He didn't talk any shit. He just walked in, did some flips, did some weird like things where he wrapped his like crotch around a person's face and ultimately lost all the time. <laughs> but, you say uh, he didn't talk shit. I don't think he talked at all. No, he I didn't can't recall a single time he spoke. He he was just a man dressed as a dragon with a with a luchador mask and. Did a bunch of flips and acrobatic shit and got his ass kicked all the time. Do we know that he was a man? I mean, I'd have to look at pictures again, but I do have a distinct image of uh, some bumps where bumps wouldn't be otherwise. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We, we're here. We're here now. Let's take a look here. Ultimo Dragons. Does Ultimo Dragon display a penis? Ultimo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking you were going to go Adam's ass. I didn't think you were going to go like like his penis. Like. Images of Ultimo Dragon's penis. Uh, yeah, no, it's bumpy. It's definitely bumpy. I, uh, I I would like to say once again we should move on. Let's let's move it on. First, we'll we'll move on. Don't worry. I promise we will. But first, I'm just going to do a quick little screen share here. And just I want to get your to fucking see it. I, I just want to get your thoughts on what what's uh, displayed right now in front of you. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it is titled "The Squirrel Quinn Penis Squirrel Bachelorette Party Gag Gift." Is there? It's found on Etsy. <laughs> it's is there a big <laughs> to describe what? to the listeners who can't see my screen. Uh, it is a squirrel, but instead of having a head, it is a dick that elongates to the bottom with two tiny little ch- testicles. And then, it has and then arms I... and legs. <laughs> and it's like then an I... emerald green, maybe a jade? It's like a jade. You call that a jade, right? No. <laughs> to the left, immediately you see Joey Ryan's penis farting. And Joey Ryan... One of the biggest pieces of shit the wrestling industry's ever produced, by the way. <laughs> like, a gigantic fucking sex pest weirdo. Who, who, who's been blackballed from the industry at this point, thank God. But he had an event called fucking Penis Party. This creep. No way! We're back and better than ever. Welcome back to the Full Court Press Podcast. The Fultz Court Press. The terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Still a better name than the Thunder. My name's Luther. Come on, man. Just shoot me. How could there be more? I don't understand. Dear God. Joined today here by Bald. Fuck you guys. He's asked. This will come back to bite him in the ass. Sandy. I heard he had sex with a couple thousand folks. Yeah, I got a load I mean, of the time for reception. And Duke? Donkey Basket. This is objectively a great idea. Finger yeah. wag.
I prefer not. It's the only podcast made by fools for fools. Or should I shoot myself? No, no, no. Figuratively. Everything yeah. will be fine. And we're back and better than ever. Thank you for listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. I'm Lufa. I'm joined today by Sandy, not Baldy, and not Duke. How are you doing today, not Baldy or Duke? Uh, I'm doing good. This is uh, the two-man band here. I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to start off today's episode like we start off all of our episodes. Uh, with our topics du jour, our topics, uh, our topics of the week, our topics de jante, our topics de. Don't say de. Don't say de jour no. I was thinking Jawan Blair, but I've already done that one too. <laughs> topics de Jawan Blair Part Two: The the Rita Jean and Blair inning. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> All right. This time he means business. Yeah. So our topics, the uh, topics, Dejounte uh, include Ben Simmons is going to dominate the league. It's not going to uh, happen. The uh, FIBA World Cup, uh, FIBA World Cup updates. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is Kobe. Eric Lewis retires, and. Uh, and then uh, some controversy over whether or not the uh, the NBA should refer to their champions as world champions. So, uh, Sandy, what do you want to talk about first? Um, you know, I, I think there's nothing more egregious here than Rondé Hollis Jefferson <laughs> saying he's Kobe, or people said he's Kobe. I don't know exactly the backstory here. Why are we saying he's Kobe? Oh well, basically he uh, went to Jordan, uh, became a, and like remade his game, and his game is exactly like Kobe's. It's like the exact same moves. Like if you put Kobe highlights beside Rondé Hollis Jefferson at the World Cup, it's the exact same moves. He's the exact same player. Mm. Does uh, does he also have five rings? I'm sure he could probably get them in Jordan. You know I think what? he's That's actually fair. playing in the Philippines now. He just played on Team Jordan, but. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. It, it looks like he's got an he's got an NBA to, uh, NBA out for, in his contract. So we'll see if he makes the jump back over. But yeah, he's a superstar now. Build your team around him. Not my time. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk just general World Cup uh, observations. So I'm assuming you've been following this uh, religiously. Am I correct? It's, it's taken every ounce of strength in my body to not mute you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, why do you say that? Did you just fucking make the most absurd fucking post where I'm just going to live score every single... I'm going to live tweet every single sports match. Every single one. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here watching you do this thinking to myself, this is going to just lose the meager following that you've gained. Like... <laughs> I'll have you know. People off in drugs. I'll have you know. On Blue Sky, I added two followers from doing that. And on uh, and on uh, uh, Twitter, I added five. So the world, I'm giving the world what they want. I'm hoping somebody sets me to alerts, so that they just keep getting hit with it. Like every time it happens, just live uh, live uh, tweeting every time somebody scores a basket. I'm really upset because tomorrow's uh, game. It's 
It starts at 8.45, and that's the time I have to do my drop-off for my son. I won't be back until probably about 9.30, so I won't be able to do it because basically the game will be half over by the time I get home. But, you know, when they meet my when they meet my schedule requirements, like if uh, Canada makes it to the uh, the finals, uh, I'll be happy to happy to do it on Sunday. You're only doing it for Canada, too. Like, I mean, I, I was thinking about doing it for U.S., but, you know... I was I wanted to really stay true to my roots, uh, the, what people uh, had come uh, come to find uh, on my timeline. Um, so I, I wanted to I want to stay stick with the brand. I will be doing it for the Raptors occasionally next season. I've decided as well, since it's such a hit with the fans. Yeah, it's such a shit with the fans. It's a hit. Yeah, that's a, that's wow. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the World Cup has been, uh, been awesome. Lithuania beat the U.S. U.S. went out, uh, out and creamed uh, Italy. Germany has been amazing. They beat uh, they beat uh, Luka and the Slovenians by 30. Uh, Canada lost to Brazil, but then went on to beat Spain to qualify for the quarters in the Olympics. Uh, there's been a really cool story that developed with South Sudan. South Sudan, a country that's only existed since 2013, had been in civil war for the entirety of its existence up until a ceasefire that uh, that took place back in 2020. Its basketball program is funded entirely by former NBA player Luol Deng, and is uh, the entire team is comprised of South Sudan uh, South Sudan. Uh, refugees or children of South Sudan uh, Sudan refugees. So there are a lot it of it. Wouldn't it be South Sudanese? Sudanese, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, so so Sudanese uh, re- uh, refugees are their children. So for instance, Wait, uh, uh, Wendlin Gabriel was born in South Sudan, um, and uh, and was relocated uh, to someplace in Ohio. Uh, Carlick uh, Jones must pay worse than death being relocated to Ohio. Carlique Jones was uh, uh, his parents were uh, South Sudan uh, uh, Sudan refugees as well. So um, it's a really cool story, and they ended up qualifying for the Olympics uh, in their first uh, first ever World Cup. So they first they were underdogs to qualify for the World Cup, and then uh, they went on and actually qualified for the Olympics. So they're going to be playing in Paris uh, next summer. So that's an exciting uh, development that happened. Um, and a really just a really uh, cool story. I encourage everybody who's listening to uh, read. Uh, Brian Windhorse's article on it. Uh, he goes into some of the in depths of the, some of the the um, star players on the team and like their backstories uh, and such. Um, you know, it's a country that's uh, experienced a lot of turmoil um, and just hardship, uh, genuine hardship, uh, hardship uh, for its entire existence. And it's uh, it's awesome to have a positive uh, story come out uh, 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 coming uh, coming out of there that they can kind of build a nation around. So. It's a very cool story. Um, My Japan. one observation yep. from the cup is Mikhail Bridges. I think next season he's going to be all NBA level player. Yeah, I mean he's a uh, he he's uh, been lighting it up. He's maybe the fourth uh, best player, I think, or fourth most interesting player uh, on that U.S. team. Obviously, like Tyrese Halliburton has been otherworldly. And you know, you you mentioned that uh, Malachi Bridges is going to make a All NBA. I think for uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton, if he has a healthy season, he is destined to be like a first team or second team All NBA player this year. Well, what happened there? What happened? Malachi Bridges. Is it? Isn't it? Um, 
Mikhail? Mikhail Bridges is what I meant uh, to say. Uh, I think you mixed up two guys. Yeah, probably. Uh, Mikhail, yeah, Mikhail Bridges, uh, uh, like, like, He's gonna have to compete with uh, Shea for uh, for All NBA, and the other thing is, is the All NBA is now that it's positionless, the, it's gonna open it up to a lot more guards. I think uh, than than we're used to. We're probably gonna see less bigs um, coming on the list. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the All NBA shakes out this year. But uh, yeah, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's been great. Uh, Austin Reeves started off really well. Um, he's kind of petered out these last few games, and then uh, and then obviously. Uh, Anthony Edwards, who you know, I think a lot of people are pegging him for uh, a dark horse candidate for MVP this season, based off of a lot of what they saw at the end of last season, going into what uh, what's happening this summer. I could see that. I could see that. But that's not my pick. No, my dark horse pick for MVP is going to be Dylan Brooks. If he keeps shooting 56 percent from three, and you know, do- uh, shutting down and uh, shutting down the best players in the world, <laughs> like I mean. It's gonna be unstoppable. I feel like we need to get you committed. I am committed it's to Dylan super. Brooks for MVP. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I just hope they let you keep a poster on those padded rooms. Like, just, just, just find a way to stick it on the wall. I don't think you you can actually nail it to it, but you know they'll figure something out. <laughs> Sticky tack. The other thing I've noticed is Mikael Bridges' three point celebration. All these other teams are copying it. His three point celebration, you know, with with the mood uh, the mood in the United States regarding gun violence, I think he might need to reevaluate that at some point in time. But you've noticed all the other teams copying it, right? I mean, it's a pretty cool celebration. Now I just want to know what would happen if John Morant copied it. Although, although my favorite all-time like celebration when it comes to the the three-point shot, instead of like other than the Sam Cassell, I got big balls. Like mm-hmm. that gets you fined, obviously. Um, but uh, it's the it's the bow and arrow. Uh, Wes Matthews. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a Carmelo <laughs> Anthony three to the side of the head guy. <laughs> Another one that uh, that indicate uh, indicates gun violence. We got to steer but, clear but of those. Self harm as opposed to what the, like suicide's harming other not people. great. That's not like an advantage. It's no, like, but, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 oh no, guys, 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 guys. It's okay. It was gun violence, but he did it to himself, so it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's the kind we want. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no one said that. So yeah, no um, one's claiming that. <laughs> no, I, I heard you. You said that you wanted people to shoot themselves. Uh, I just wanted to check one thing. Uh, one thing because I know there was another game that happened today. So I just want to see what they. Okay, so Serbia actually beat Lithuania today. So. Oh wow. So Lithuania's out, and they were undefeated. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It's round robin, but you're out after one loss. No, no, it's it, they've made it to the quarterfinals. They're out of the round robin series. So basically, the, what it was was it's like uh, there was like a bunch of groups of four. They played three games, and then the top two teams from each of those groups went on to play two uh, the top two teams from another group. And then they played the two more games, so against the new two teams, and then whatever the cumulative best uh, st- uh, standings uh, would advance to the quarterfinals. So, for instance, Canada was in a group with Latvia, 
Um, and Canada and Latvia moved on to the next group, which was against Spain and uh, Spain and Brazil. And then Canada and Latvia were the best two teams from that group, so they've moved on to the quarterfinals. So tomorrow, uh, Latvia is playing Germany at 4.45 a.m., and Canada will be playing Slovenia at 8.30 a.m. Well, since you can't tweet out the 8.30, well, maybe you should wake up and watch Germany. No. Um, I, I, um, I like basketball, but I also like sleep. I'll you just know, catch, you know what you could do? catch the replay. You could open your third eye and try to predict the score and like make scheduled tweets and then go after it later and see exactly <laughs> Could you how imagine? You are? <laughs> People are like following, uh, following along. They're like, what the fuck is, is he talking about? He's, he has Canada up 70 to nothing. <laughs> That's the bit. That's the bit. He's just an extreme homer. <laughs> All right. Canada, uh, 78 to nothing. Canada, 81 to nothing. <laughs> So uh, the other uh, other big news coming out of it is France, the host nation for the uh, for the next Olympics and uh, current silver medal Olympic sol- silver medalists went out of uh, went out of the tournament in the first round uh, this year, having upset losses to both Canada and Latvia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, uh, their star player Rudy Gobert uh, had There's four zero. points. You know what's funny to me? France in gets announced as. Um... The hosts or gets eliminated, and um, all of a sudden, COVID is surging again. <laughs> I don't like. Are you suggesting that Rudy like released the virus? <laughs> Patient zero. <laughs> he, he, he's like, I'm done with this, and he's like, you, you had your chance to uh, to pay homage to me, and now I've uh, now I've gone to back to the lab. <laughs> 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 he, he, he's in the locker room he's just touching all the other players yeah, just, just, just just passing it to him kissing everybody case. kissing everybody taking names so we, what do you want to talk about you want to talk about Ben Simmons latest interview uh, do you want to no. talk about uh, Eric Lewis I, retiring or do you I want refuse, to talk about the world champion uh, uh, champions plan I refuse to talk about Ben Simmons because it is September 5th <laughs> so, he's going to He's gonna dominate. Yeah. He's gonna dominate. Talk about Eric season. Lewis. Eric yeah, it's Lewis, awesome. famed Boston Celtics superfan, Eric Lewis. He's Eric called Le- it a career. Yeah, Eric Lewis uh, had a 19-year uh, career as an uh, NBA referee, and he retired. And therefore, the investigation that the NBA had uh, pu- uh, uh, had him under um, for having a burner account that defended referees uh, publicly and you know may have had one or two uh things about his uh, eric lewis's relationship with the celtics um so all of a sudden that investigation has been uh called off as a result of this my re- question. retirement my question to you as an nba super fan and nba journalist you have a podcast when do you foresee the celtics putting his jersey in the rafters well, the, the biggest question I have is, like, when he gets entered into the Hall of Fame for his years of service, because, I mean, 19 years of service, multiple uh, multiple uh, NBA titles, like, you know, like, I think it was, like, something like six um, NBA finals, including the Golden State Warriors uh, uh, Boston Celtics championship recently. So, um, the he question really is, down does, that year. does he get entered in as Eric Lewis or does he get entered in as Blair Cutcliffe? Cut cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like I think you just gotta lean into it at that point in time, right? 
You got to lean into it all the way. <laughs> what jersey number was he, by the way? Because all these referees have a jersey. All right, let's see. I'm pretty sure that uh, our, our, our guy Scott is 42 or 48 or something ridiculous like that. Eric Lewis is 42. Okay, so Scott is 48. What's his last? What's his name? Foster. Scott Foster. Scott. Forty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. I only know that because I hate his guts. <laughs> and and eights and twos look identical. And I have all the memes. <laughs> I, I have all the Scott Foster mixtapes. <laughs> Even the one that he made. No. 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 <laughs> Do you remember that video that he released about like some player not knowing who he was, and then he's like he released a video about not knowing You're who he was. You talking about fucking Jack Harlow? Sorry, you talking about the Jack Harlow thing? Yeah, it was a it was a Jack Harlow that didn't know who he was, and then he like Whoa. released some like music video like talking about how he's like super famous and a big fucking deal. He didn't know who Jack Harlow was. I'm not shocked Jack Harlow wouldn't know who Scott fucking Foster was. <laughs> No, I'm pretty. You gotta look this up. Scott Foster music video. Like, let's. <laughs> Apparently, that's the kind of social media that referees are allowed to do. It's just basically <laughs> self-promote. <laughs> he he's also in tight with Donahue. So, yeah. Well. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. Scott Foster rapped to Jack Carlo because they just didn't know who each other were. So. It's a wonderful day. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm just gonna say this here. If you're an NBA official, wouldn't it be better if people did not know who you were? Why do yeah, you but, want people to like? Like you'd think as a referee, you should be. You should be anonymous. He wants it though. That's the thing, and that's why he's a bad referee. And for some reason, the NBA keeps promoting him, and he has that link to Donahue. I don't know if that's all connected, but I just know that. Uh, He's a bad referee, objectively. <laughs> and you know he keeps what? Getting, I miss... He keeps getting promoted. <laughs> I, I miss seeing Joey Crawford dancing on the Spurs sideline. I miss Eric Lewis. Celtics fan. Celtics lifer. Forever, uh, forevermore. We, we, the last, my lasting memory of Eric Lewis is is going to be of uh, Patrick Beverly showing him a camera. Hey, Baldy, can we have a cut cliff fact? Thanks, and stuff and happening in PEI and stuff like that. All right. Uh, uh, so moving on. So Ben Simmons, he's mm-hmm. uh he's dominate he's gonna dominate the league. He's gonna start yep. as a point guard for the yep. uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. He's gonna shoot threes. He's he developing sure an out uh, outside yeah. shot. He's yeah. just adjusting the sliders, yeah. He's never been this healthy, and he's playing two on two right now. So you know, it's great. Injuries off. Yeah, yeah. He's playing two K. The only way he dominates the league is if he <laughs> plays two K. <laughs> he's only making threes because he adjusted the sliders. He's only staying healthy because he turned injuries off. He's What's his two K rating? Guard. He's got to be like a. Gotta I'm going to be generous here and say it's like. I'm going to be generous here and say like an eighty-one, eighty-two. Ooh, you are being generous. Um, the lowest I'd go would be like 76, 77. Has it been announced yet? We should try and find out. Oh, let's see. Let's, uh, 
Ben Simmons 2K rating. 2K's done like a week, and we never even considered doing a segment about the best rated players. I mean, if we agree, disagree. Ben Simmons, 76. I was on the money. The lowest he would be like 76, 77. It's, uh, last year he was 78. All right, so he went a little further down, yeah. 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 So. Hey, buddy, it's September now, you know. This thing has to happen. You're going to come back down to earth. What's his three-point rating? It's probably like a 28, 29, 30. You don't have to find it. I'm sure it's not posted. Uh, yeah, like uh, his three-point rating? I, I don't know that. <laughs> it, it's I, not going to be higher 20. than like a 45. Yeah. Um, if I was like, if I had 2k, I was going to, I would just like career mode, like, uh, Ben Simmons and I would make him a lethal three point shooter. Just time I just, it. I just have no interest in playing. as the six in goofball. <laughs> I would like the, I'd like to have it like as a ball with goofy's face on it. And that's, that's his like, that's his like image in the, in the game. What's more embarrassing, not dunking on Trey Young or not posting up J.J. Barea? Mm, probably the J.J. Barea one because they were never going to win the championship, the 76ers, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, that not posting J.J. Barea up that basically single-handedly put Dirk Nowitzki into the Hall of Fame, so. I think he'd have been in the Hall either way. Probably. I was being facetious there, but, you know, he would, uh, Dirk, uh, Dirk would have uh, would have a completely different reputation then if uh, than it is now if he never won that championship, that's for sure. I wouldn't to this day call that the greatest playoff run of all time. So, so world champions. Should uh, the NBA be allowed to call their players world champions when they win the championship? Yeah. Why not? But they don't. They don't play the world. They when play they themselves. do play the world, usually the world loses. Usually, yeah. Okay. So Argentina just won the Argentina just won the World Cup uh, of soccer. So should the so should the champions of the Argentina Argentine Primera Division call themselves the world champions? Call themselves the world's champions of Argentina. Sure. <laughs> the world champions of Argentina. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> so, 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 am I missing something here? Do they not call themselves the world champions of the NFL when they win a Super Bowl? Yeah, but no, no one else plays football other than Canada than does. I mean, there's Australian yeah. rules football. Not the same sport. Though. They play That's why yeah, it's Australian they, rules. <laughs> they play. They, they play football in Europe. Yeah, but that's with Americans. <laughs> they transplanted. Just, they, they tried to play football the in Europe. XFL <laughs> is arena idiot. football. All right, all right. That's you're right. They should have an FA Cup where they have uh, XFL and arena football teams play against NFL teams and see what happens. The, the college football guys. I remember a few years back, the Raiders were in the shit so bad. People were out here on fucking first take. Would the Alabama Crimson Tide? Beat oh, the Oakland Raiders, and Steve Nay will be like, "I would absolutely pick the Crimson Tide to beat the Raiders," and, and I, I was incredulous. I'm like, "There's no fucking way." They used to do that shit with the Browns all the time too, right? Like, yeah, they, they just do that all the time. That's like, that's just uh, that's just sports talk crap. It's the same thing with like who's better, MJ or LeBron. Okay. Um, but uh, I got 
I got an idea. Yeah. Let's say that the other countries of the world, they all have their little tournaments. What 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 if the NBA champion team, like in the off season, they 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 just did like a little exhibition. I don't want an exhibition. I want an actual tournament. I want a Champions League. I don't want league. a fucking tournament. I want an I, I want a Champions League. This guy's going to have a break at some point, okay? Take off 10 games off the schedule and let's make a we'll make a round robin tournament. Let's get rid of that tournament that we just made. I mean, yeah, why not? Because if it's that big a deal, them call themselves the world champions. What why didn't anyone else do it first? Well, I think they they do call like the win winners of the Olympics and the winners of the World Cup the world champions. I, I because, think that I think that has been claimed. And, and I'm, I'm talking I, about I gotta be honest, in terms though, of like, the one where it's the most egregious. I think is baseball. Because yeah. like, the best players yeah. aren't even American in baseball, right? Like, I mean, like it's just, <laughs> that one's I, the I am one hundred percent with you on that one. <laughs> like the best baseball players in the world. Well, I mean, the best basketball players in the world aren't American either, but. Uh, Most of them are from here. I mean, yeah. If you went through the top thirty, a lot more Amer- uh, would come out of America. But like, if you went through the top thirty right now of like baseball players, I'm pretty sure the Dominican would be like overrepresented over the United States yeah. or yeah. Cuba or something like that, right? Like, so I think. But like, uh, you know, I I I hear the point. I agree with the point uh, with regards to like, uh, you know, the idea of calling themselves world champions. Like, you have to play the world, and until they're until the NBA has the balls to do that, then. Uh, then I don't think they should be allowed to call themselves world champions. They're the NBA champions. Yeah, champions. When, the, and when, American, and when I say North American champions, when I talk about an NBA champion, I never refer to them as a world champion. I've always just said the NBA champions. No, I don't yeah, understand why people call them world champions. Where did that even come from? I don't they know. just won the NBA. They just won their league. It's hyperbole, right? Like it's it's built in hyperbole, and that's and I think that's where the uh, that. Uh, uh, that uh, Volter or whatever he was uh, was uh, trying to say. <laughs> Let you know how important that guy was in my mind. <laughs> Much to do about nothing. Do you remember when? Speaking I, of Avril so... Lavigne, do we think she's a clone? A clone? Do we think she's a clone? A clone of what? You've never heard that Avril Lavigne is a clone theory? It, what? Should I, I read headlines? I, I don't think. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. Hold don't. on. No, 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 no. We're no, no. Like, I feel don't, like don't, we need to explore this no, at least. We're going to engage bit. on this now. So <laughs> the thing is that she's not. It's not that she's a clone. It's that she she died and they replaced her with a uh, look-alike. Which would be classified as a clone, would it not? Incorrect. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what a clone is. Like, if you're, like, if somebody were, like, so when Will Smith, when when Will Smith was acting like uh, Muhammad Ali, he wasn't a clone of Muhammad Ali. (laughs) You don't know that. You can't say that definitively. You can't say definitively, but she wasn't made in the lab. Michael Have you Mann? seen a picture of Muhammad of Ali? <laughs> can, can, can any of you say definitively that she was not made in a lab? I, I, I'm I feel not, like I, no, I'm not there. going to. Yes, I'm actually, not having I can. A... I can. I can. You say were there. That, yes. <laughs> I was not. You were there at the time of her conception. I got to be honest with you, man. You're you're uh, you're really load focused this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this entire podcast. <laughs> I feel like maybe 
feeling maybe you're a little backed up or something. I have no idea. Like, do you need to go take care of something? Do you need I 15 mean, minutes? It's, it's November. It's November. I should have sat out this episode and done some load management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not on cam, so. How do I mute my microphone? <laughs> just, just, just mute it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ask. You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. All right, we're back in better than ever. Thank you so much for listening to Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. It's a special episode, one of a six-part series where we review the off-seasons of each of the teams uh, in the league. We're going to start off with the division that everyone loves most, the Northwestern Division. Northwestern Division is occupied by five teams, the first of which that we're going to discuss is your world champion, Denver Nuggets. Let me tell you what's funny about this. Denver, Colorado is not in the Northwest. They're in like the Midwest. I mean, it's it's north it's northwestern, right? Like, is there no. aren't they beside Washington no. State? You're out of your fucking gourd, brother. Well, uh, they're in the they're like two states above Texas. I'm gonna have to look this up. I don't believe you. Map of U.S. Because like, isn't like it doesn't go like Colorado, New Mexico, or Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Texas. That's the four. No. All right. They're let's not see. in the Northwest. They're like the Midwest. All right. Let's see here. Colorado. Colorado. Okay. So they're beside Utah. They're not above it. So it's. And they're basically. Yeah. Okay. That is pretty much the middle. They are the middle. <laughs> this just makes no fucking sense. It's like. And them and, and like, and it's like basically Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas. That's like the middle of the United States. If you're now take a look at where Oklahoma City is. Uh, yep, yep, that's, uh, that's, yeah, it's southwest, I would consider that, or, or like, south central, south central <laughs> United States. What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's a good way to start, uh, introduce this topic, <laughs> the, the Northwest uh, Division, so the Denver Nuggets, so, uh, Baldy, or Baldy, uh, Sandy, uh, do you want me to go through uh, some of the off-season uh, recap here for the Denver Nuggets, just kind of uh, the highlights, uh, or do you want to talk uh, talk about your favorite moves? I got one highlight for the Denver Nuggets off-season: Jokic's horse won a race. Yeah, it's true. And and Aaron Gordon has not left Serbia. He's like he's like moved in. They're like bunk buddies, man. I don't know. He's, if he's, he's, he's staying there. I don't know if he's going to be back for training camp. To be completely honest, he might have to apply for a visa to get back into the United States. Him and Jokic think are going to be in like a buddy cup comedy movie. I think I, I think he's been there so long he can now apply for Serbian citizenship. Maybe that's the goal. He wants to play for the Serbian Olympic team. That's what that's what it is. He said, I've, I've, I've experienced Jokic. I don't want to play with no one else. Not even in the, at the national level. So obviously the Denver Nuggets, they won the championship. And as a result of winning a championship, you always, you always see some roster attrition. Uh, the big player, uh, player that they lost this offseason was Bruce Brown, who went and joined the Indiana Pacers uh, for $20 million a year. Um, well deserved. Bruce Brown was making five million for the uh, for the uh, Nuggets, and uh, you know he was a uh, 
Uh, he was a great. He was easily the best uh, off-season signing uh, of the league, not and not including Jalen Brunson. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big loss for them. They also lost Thomas Bryant, who never really played for them very much. Jeff Green, uh, who who I believe is collecting social security, if not, will be shortly. Um, but he uh, he also played some big minutes for them in the in the playoffs. Ish Smith will uh, will uh, go move on and see if he can add a 14, uh, 45th uh, team to his resume. And Jack White uh, also moved on uh, as he got tra- uh, he as he got cut and signed by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming into the organization, there isn't really a lot of major free agents that you would know of. Justin Holiday got signed uh, signed by them. Uh, more importantly, were their draft picks uh, Julian Strother. Um, Hunter Tyson and Jalen Pickett. Really, the story of uh, of um, the offseason, though, is that uh, Vladko Konchar is probably going to miss the entire season with a torn AC, uh, a torn ACL that uh, happened when he was practicing with the Slovenian team. Um, so they're going to need some inter- uh, some internal growth uh, from some of their players. Obviously, Christian Braun. Uh, Peyton Watson, who is a highly touted prospect of theirs that didn't get a lot of playing time last season, is going to need to step up. Um, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on this roster? And uh, do you think they have what it takes to uh, to uh, make a uh, make a repeat? You said a lot of names there, and for the most part, I know these guys. But there's a name there I just can't picture the face here. Thomas Bryant. What do I know him for? <laughs> I'm open. It's me. I'm open. Oh, right. He's the guy who called for the ball when LeBron James was taking the record-breaking shot. Yeah, and he's not this there anymore. This fucking guy. Yeah, he so went to Miami. He, he went, went to Miami. <laughs> yeah, he went you to Miami. You know what? <laughs> he's going to... Miami. <laughs> he's going to be calling the ball now when Butler has it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Butler's going to be like on the precipice of scoring like 70 points in a playoff game, and Thomas Bryant's going to be like, pass me the fucking ball! <laughs> I'm open! The only difference... Is he won't be posting anybody. He'll just be left open because he knows he ain't getting that ball, and the defense <laughs> knows it too. <laughs> uh, some other interesting aspects of this offseason was the decision for them to re-sign two players from their championship roster. Uh, the first one, Reggie Jackson, who played all of like I think four minutes in the playoffs, and they were in the finals in the game that they won the championship. And then the other one was DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I um, you know what? Championship pedigree. <laughs> bring the big man back. Let's let him, let let's go for another one. He brings that veteran presence in the locker room. Well, I heard I heard the Golden State Warriors were interested in bringing uh, Blake Griffin back. Uh, Blake Griffin in to reunite him with Chris Paul. Maybe DeAndre Jordan should have uh, held out for a little bit longer. He might have got uh, he might have gotten like a. Um, mid-level exception or something like that to to join the Golden State Warriors and re, uh, reunite uh, reunite the old Clippers. Somewhere in Dallas, Texas, Mark Cuban just had a chill go up his spine. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the doors. He's not allowed to leave. <laughs> He's just driving around Houston. Where the hell is he? Where the hell is he? <laughs> just put him on the phone. Blake Griffin barricaded the door, posted on Twitter. We're camping out. The name that, um, in all honesty, most intrigues me is Christian Braun. 
Yes. Yeah. When it comes to the Nuggets, you know, they're usually good, so they don't really have lottery picks. Yep. So they drafted him outside of the lottery, and um, he was quite a deliverer in the playoffs, especially in the finals. He had a very big game. Yeah, I and, mean, like you know, he he was a key rotation player, and expect him to kind of step up, uh, step up and roll with uh, some of the guys stepping out. Um, Hunter Tyson was their second round pick. He kind of uh, he kind of dominated the uh, the summer league this year. Obviously, you know, there's been players who've dominated summer league before, but um, he's a he's a name to watch out for. I think um, as they continue to uh, as they continue to move forward. Um, the and then obviously the the one that like everyone talks about is Peyton Watson. That's the one that uh that Paul George basically said he's he's next. He's the next big player the uh, player to come into the league, and that's a uh, that's pretty awesome considering he played no minutes really in his rookie season. So if he's the next big player to come into the league, how the hell did the Nuggets get him? No one else thought to draft him. Well, it's just like, it's basically like he was a late first round pick. I think he was the 29th pick or the 30th pick uh, two seasons ago. Um, and then just uh, just through his development uh, throughout the season and playing uh, playing with other people uh, in, in off seasons, uh, he, he got a reputation that uh, a lot of people think uh, he's going to end up being the best player, or not the best player in the league, but uh, a player to watch at least moving forward. All right. Fair All enough. Right. So I'm going to give you a quick. Uh, I'm going to ask you a quick question here. So sure. the Denver Nuggets last season they finished with the best record in the Western Conference with 30, 53 wins. Yeah. Right now on uh, uh, right now on uh, FanDuel, the over under for the Denver Nuggets is fifty three point five. Would you go over or under that win total? I think I'd go under. Yeah. You think there's going to be a little bit of a championship hangover? I, I would imagine so because I don't I, believe Aaron Gordon has been sober since he won the championship. Well, he hasn't he hasn't been back home, so he, he's yeah. going to have a lot of jet lag when he gets home. No, I yeah. think um, I think championship drought or championship hangover for sure because they they achieved the goal. I, I don't think the pedal is going to be quite to the same level or to the metal as it was. Yeah, they no, they, I, they, they proved all the doubters and naysayers that they obviously could do it. Uh, Jokic is. You know, he, he's he's going to be ready to go, but the other guys, you know, who's to say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I agree with that. Like, I mean, obviously, the roster got a little weaker. Their depth uh, their depth is going to have to come from – there's going to have to be some growth with from within, so there's going to be some necessary growing pains with that. Um, I still think that they're going to finish in the top half of the West, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think to expect them to have more wins than they had last season when everything kind of went right for them. The other thing is, is they didn't have any injuries last season of note. Um, now they're already starting off with a person who was supposed to step in as a key role player uh, going to be missing the whole season. So uh, the, that injury luck tends not to go back-to-back seasons, so I, I would expect them Oh, you're have... telling me. That's yeah. a Suns fan. They went to the finals and had all the injury luck, and it's been nothing but injuries since. You're telling yeah. me, yeah. So it, it will be it, it will be hard to expect them to uh, expect them to fully repeat, but I do see I see them finishing in the top four in the West, um, and come playoff time, I th- I I'd still favor them in the West right now, um, given what their roster looks like over pretty much everybody they'd be going up against. I think that the the competition is going to be a little tougher this year. 
I mean, outside of the Suns, I don't really see any team that made such dramatic improvements that they should expect to see much more resistance out of the Western Conference, and they didn't receive any resistance really throughout their run through the Western Conference last season. So, You're not going to put any stake in Chris Paul running 24 minutes a night with Golden State being a difference maker? I don't really. I, 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 I don't believe, Personally, I don't believe that Chris Paul will be a Golden State warrior come the playoffs. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll see what happens. I think um, he's got I, a lot to prove. Who, Chris Paul? Chris Paul. I think he's, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder for, for, for sure this year. I think and with a limited role, less wear and tear on his body, he's got a chance to sustain. Um, like I think I, I think him I think him having uh, playing like twenty twenty four minutes a, a game is ideal. I think his fit with the with the Golden State Warriors is less than ideal. And when I, and when you look at the tea leaves and what Golden State has done in the past, this smells to me a lot like um, something similar yeah. to D'Angelo Russell Andrew Wiggins situation. Him. Um, where it was like we made a, we made a move to secure a piece with the uh, like to basically hold that salary spot that we can then turn into a bigger piece down the road uh, when it becomes available, and I think that's kind of what we're going to be looking at moving uh, moving forward. I don't know if you're going to have time to do anything with Chris Paul down the road. The man is thirty nine, forty. Yeah, but you have to think He's like if a team never. starts if a team starts to like fall to pieces. Let's say like for instance like. Uh, Portland, right? Portland wants to find a place to uh, to dump uh, Jer- uh, Jeremiah Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant, or whatever, right? Um, they uh, they can turn they trade Jeremy Grant for Chris Paul, right? They get off of one hundred and sixty million dollars owed, um, and Chris Paul has a non guaranteed thirty six million dollar team option going into the next year. Which means basically they would clear off thirty six million dollars in salary um, into next year. So like basically they it's like a clean slate. So there's an opportunity for you know Golden State to pick up a player that would fit better into their organizational structure. Would possibly do a little bit of things that they they need to be done that Chris Paul wouldn't be able to do, um, while also. Um, not having to give up draft assets or anything like that because they're technically taking on bad salary in that situation. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. All right. So yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, so that's the Denver Nuggets. So what, what's your season outlook for the Denver Nuggets? Where do you see them finishing? Conference semifinals. Conference semifinals. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, on my. My league pass watch list. I have the Denver Nuggets as the fifth best team to uh, watch. If you have league pass, um, obviously Jokic is fun to watch. I'm really interested and intrigued by Peyton Watson, Chris, uh, and uh, you know Jamal Murray, who is going uh, into a max extension season. Um, is uh, is obviously a really fun watch. So you want to watch him while he's healthy. All right, Minnesota Timberwolves. The fighting Minnesotans. You're going to be uh, a little intrigued by my thoughts on this one. All right. What are your thoughts? Do you want me to go I, through the roster changes? or do you? Uh, yeah. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So uh, so basically they lost, uh, when it comes to role players, they lost uh, Tayshawn Prince. Uh, he ended up going to Los Angeles uh, to play for the Lakers. Torian uh, Prince. Torian Prince, yeah, sorry. I was I, I was doing a basketball reference earlier, to, uh, like the uh, hoop grid 
earlier today and I used Tayshawn Prince for something. Uh, so it's <laughs> my bad. Uh, Austin Rivers, who didn't really play a lot of minutes, he's also he also moved on. Um, and they brought in Troy Brown Jr. from the Lakers. And they uh, they made a couple draft picks. The really intriguing one there is Leonard Miller, uh, who is uh, who came out of the G League Ignite. A lot of people uh, like a lot of people have him pegged as a top uh, as a lottery pick. He ended up going in third pick in the second round. And then uh, Shake Milton was also uh, uh, was also signed. They also re-signed uh, Anthony Edwards to a max extension. Nas Reed uh, got extended as well as Nikhil Alexander Walker. So, what are your thoughts on the? Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think what we're going to see from Minnesota this year will be very similar to what we saw from Sacramento. Here. I think Ant-Man is going to take a massive leap. And I think if town stays healthy, I, I, I think they finish inside of the top four and have home court. Yeah. No, it's round of the playoffs. I, I tend to I, I tend to agree with you. I don't know if they I don't think that like personally I don't think that they'll go as high as home court, but I think that they'll miss the play in. Like I think they'll be above the play in line. So fifth or sixth place, um, Jaden uh, Jaden McDaniel's is another player that I really love watching on this team. One I'm of really, the better defenders in the league. He does not get his name mentioned enough. I'm really intrigued to see what Mike Conley does with a full off season with this team. Mike but, Mountain Mike. But you got yeah, you got Mike Mountain, Mike Conley, you got Slow Mo, you got Nas Reed who really uh, turned some heads, uh, uh, turned some heads playing there. It's gonna be an if forever question until they until they can either prove that they can play together, um, or or we find out who they're gonna go with. But between Rudy Gobert and Carl Towns, that's really the last piece that like is kind of like holding this team back in my opinion from being a, a top flight team in the west yep but i i agree i like i i don't think that anthony edwards is going to be an mvp candidate this year but i think he's shown the ability to one day be an mvp candidate i think this is going to be a season where he could he could put himself in contention of being like uh, first or second team All NBA player, and I, I think that's really interesting. And and the thing that I'm really liking about Anthony Edwards is the development of his defensive game, his uh, active hands. This team is going to be really hard to score on when they're engaged, um, and I think that's a that's a pretty exciting uh, aspect. Nikhil Alexander Walker is also another uh, active hand player who started to show a lot of promise in the playoffs for them, and if he continues to see his role grow, it'll be interesting to see uh see how that progresses for them. Carl Anthony Towns, would you believe it if I told you he's been in the league going into nine seasons? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Carl Anthony Towns was like an All NBA player forever ago. Twenty eighteen was his first year All NBA. Yeah, like and like and then he just kind of like fallen off a cliff because of just chronic injuries, really. Yeah. Um. So I mean that that is a question mark, and you know, obviously he's. He's still got two hundred and sixty million dollars left on his contract, um, so like the the uh, Timberwolves have to hope that Carl Anthony Towns has a good season, if for if if for only one reason to be able to trade him in the off season. If he stays healthy, he'll have a good year. He he hasn't had a bad year when he's been healthy. I don't think he's always yeah. and like the thing is offensively as well, at least defensively he's he, don't even get me started. The thing is, as well with uh with him is he he's had like he played for the Dominican Republic uh, this summer, uh he was dominant, 
dominant on the world stage. And, you know, like we saw with Larry Markkinen, for instance, like a dominant, a dominant offseason in these international competitions does have the ability to sometimes translate over uh, into the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, so the Minnesota Timberwolves last season, they won 42 games. Uh, so they were an above 500 team. F- uh, FanDuel right now has them at 44.5 wins. Uh, over or under, what do you think? So an additional three wins would be what they'd have to pick up. I think I'm going to take them over. You take them over? I'm going to take them over. Yeah, I don't either. think they're going to get to 50, but I think they'll get to 48 or 49. So 48 wins would have them in third place in the West last season. I'm thinking they'll be probably the four seed. Four seed, so about 45. So that would still have them over. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't disagree. Like, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the play-in, the insert, the in-season tournament impacts these over-unders, um, if it does have an impact on these over-unders or not. Uh, but you know, I'll be, a, uh, I, I think, uh, I think I agree with you. I think one more season, Anthony Edwards, internal development, uh, and, uh, some intriguing prospects as well. I think that they can probably manufacture an additional three wins this year. And like I said, I think they could be a top six team uh, in the West. Do they regret uh, trading for Gobert yet? I mean, if I were them, I definitely would. But I don't like, I don't know like what's going through their heads. Um, so some interesting, uh, some interesting players who are coming up for contract extensions this, uh, uh, this, uh, this offseason for them. Jaden McDaniels. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else who's interesting that will be coming up for a renewal? Kyle Anderson. Slow-mo. Didn't even mention him. I did. I said they had slow-mo. Oh, slow-mo. It's the same yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Mike Conley. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if you were to if you were to make uh, uh, make offers right now for those three players, which ones are you keeping? Which ones are you letting walk? Jaden McDaniels, uh, Kyle Anderson, Mike Conley, King Duke Fool. Oh, I'm King and McDaniels. I'm Duke and Kyle Anderson. I'm full and Mike Mountain Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard for me. It's to just see. because of age. Yeah, it's hard for me to like, like it's hard for me to argue with that. But I, also, my thought process is like, who's organizing that offense? Because like you can see in Team USA, Anthony Edwards, he's a great scorer, but his uh, his offensive decision making and ability to run an offense is definitely an area of opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. Like I guess you could lo- hope for Point Carl Towns, but I think uh, I think I think they almost have to resign Mike Conley. Uh, in the off season, because they don't have like it's not like they have the draft picks to replace them either, right? So maybe Nikhil <laughs> Alexander Walker develops into their starting point guard, but that's I, I think that would be a that would be a hell of a jump considering where he was, you know, two or three seasons, uh, two or three seasons ago, where it seemed like he may not even stay stick around in the league, you know. So maybe they can dupe someone to take and go bear off their hands for four parts. Maybe, maybe that that could also be it, or maybe they could like somehow like trick somebody into taking Carl Anthony Towns for like Trey Young or something like that. Again, again with Towns, I don't really necessarily think the, the, the goal should be to get him out of there. He's only oh, 27. I think the question is, is like, is he going to stay healthy? Like if you're, if you're a team that's like looking at your resources right now and you're like, Hey, I can get more for a person who may not be healthy. 
I, I think that that might be where I would go with that. But I, I mean, if you're getting more, but not if you're just selling and you sell it low. Yeah, if you're selling low, but like I mean, like if you ended up getting Trey Young for Carl Anthony Towns, which I don't think is a trade that anybody's posited, but if that was a straight up deal, then I mean, I would take that. <laughs> like if I and was... you're like that, Trey Young is the devil guy. Yeah, but could you imagine Trey Young where he he's surrounded by just defensive stalwarts like Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, Jaden McDaniels, and like Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyle Anderson, Shake Milton. Like I mean, like all of his weaknesses are nullified by that roster. You want to take the, the ball per- out of Ant Man's hands and give it to Trey Young? Well, I mean, the thing is, is like. It, Anthony Edwards is a is a great scorer, but like the when the, he can't be the one that facilitates the offense, at least not yet. He doesn't have that skill set at this period of time. His decision making is a bit flawed. So, would you give Trey Young credit and say he's one of the best facilitators in the league? I think he. I think Trey Young. I I, I have a hard time uh, crediting uh, heliocentric players with facilitation because I feel like they only pass to assist. Where I think okay. a good playmaker can like can pass because that's the right decision to make, you know what I mean? How about James Harden? James Harden's uh, James Harden has displayed in last season that he's actually a very good playmaker. Thank you, and Thank a good you. facilitator. Previous seasons, I would accuse him of being similar to Trey uh, Young, but I think James Harden made a conscientious effort to change his game last season. Uh, so it's if he went for the heliocentric. Well, he went away from that. That's that was there was a win for not being heliocentric. All right, so uh, let's move on to team number three, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, do you want me? Uh, do you want me to go through the their ads uh, pluses and minuses? Yeah. So they lost Dario Saric, who never really played for them. Uh, he was an acquisition at the trade deadline that they never really uh, ran with at all. And they lost a guy named Jared Butler, who I've never heard of before. Uh, they acquired Davis Bertans. Uh, they drafted Keontae Johnson. They signed uh, from Europe uh, European MVP uh, Vasilevski Mikic, a point guard for Serbia, who everyone's really talking about. So he's somebody promising, apparently. They also acquired Victor Oladipo, who they'll probably end up cutting. Kaysen Wallace. And uh, Jack White, who they already cut. Um, so then they they have to cut two more player, uh, three more players from their roster at this point in time. So what are your thoughts on uh, OKC? I like OKC. I think provided he stays healthy, Holmgren's going to have an amazing year. Mm-hmm. I like Giddy more so than I did when he was a rookie because he he's he just he's shown. That he's consistent. Yeah. But that team lives and dies with Shy. Yeah, and, and Shea Shea has had a had some a uh, injury history, obviously. Um last yeah. season was a relatively healthy season for him, but you know, that's something to always be look on the lookout for. Also, like uh, a big acquisition, like a big change to their roster this season is they have Chet Holmgren coming in after taking the se- uh, have after being injured in his rookie season. Uh, uh, so he's going to really have a yeah. uh, have a platonic rookie season this year. Um, Might be uh, an upset on rookie of the year. Yeah, I like. Uh, I mean, he he definitely has he has an, an interesting skill set. So I can't wait to see how he plays. 
Um, and the fact that you know Oklahoma drafted him second overall in a draft that was relatively deep, I think speaks to uh, speaks to his talent because I think that Oklahoma City rarely misses. So I'm expecting defensively him to be a, an absolute force. It, it appears that's the case, but I've only ever seen him play in summer league. So I don't want to. I don't want to. That's fair. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to overhype it too much. But what I saw in summer league suggests to me that this man is going to be uh, like, like not necessarily like. Um, I don't think he'd be best right now playing center. I think he'd be best playing off center, in more of a help role. Uh, similar to how uh, San Antonio is thinking about utilizing uh, Victor Wembanyama. Um, I think uh, in that sense he would be a, he would be a bit of a menace. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is another example of like kind of like the ideal role I think for Chet Holmgren at this period of time. I just uh, got visions in my head of old Oklahoma City Thunder teams when Serge Ibaka would come off the wing out of nowhere and just block yeah. the soul out of the ball and yeah. send it into the fifth row. I mean, decidedly, decidedly, uh, Serge Ibaka looked a lot more intimidating when doing that than I imagine Chet Holmgren will, but I, I agree that, uh, that that's kind of the role that I, I would envision him doing uh, on the defensive end right now. On the offensive end, you know, obviously he, he seems to have a uh, mixed bag of uh, – uh, mid-range and outside shooting his low post game doesn't appear to be uh, very well developed as of yet he seems keen on proving that he's a ball handler which given what i saw of him is something that i hope he doesn't continue trying to do too much at the uh, professional level because i think he's going to be a turnover machine if that's the case um but it'll be interesting like it like if you're if you're building their starting five right now what what does that look like to you i believe it's gonna be gilgis is is gonna be probably giddy at the three i think you go jalen at the two <sighs> i think here's how i would build it out actually i think i'd have jalen at the f- uh, at the uh at the three giddy at the two chet at the four I would want to figure out a way to put Lou Dort into this starting lineup. I just can't envision it. So I'm probably going to put uh, uh, put big uh, big Williams, uh, big, big Jalen in at the five. How about this for, for, for Dort, though? Like, he's always been the energy guy. Imagine him as the energy guy off the bench coming in and reaping chaos against, like, the second unit. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, if you imagine, like, uh, if you imagine, like, uh, like you know, they uh, they stagger minutes with Jalen Williams and uh, and Shea Gilgis, and they have Jalen Williams running the point with with uh, Lou Dort like being a menace like at at the three or the four. No, it's they have a really deep roster, and that's that's the thing. Like it's a good problem for them to have, but it is a problem for them that right now is that they have too many great players right now on their roster. Yeah, they've had this problem before in Oklahoma City. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, the, uh, so yeah, uh, what, did you have any other, uh, any other thoughts before we look at their, uh, over under? Nah, I think, I think, um, they'll, they'll end up around, around a six or a seven or so. Six or seven. Okay. Uh, so previous, uh, previously they won 40 games, I believe. Let me just double check that. So previous, yeah, last season they won forty games of forty uh, of uh, 82, uh, 82, So they had less than five hundred. 
they are projected to have 44.5, or they're over under set at 44.5. So they would have to win an additional five games. Yeah, I I think they're going to be more in line where they were. Maybe a game or two more, not five more. Yeah, so you go under then on that? I go under. I think I agree with that too. Five wins is a lot of wins. Um, and while they, I think they made some interesting moves uh, in in the off season, and I think their roster will have some natural development. Uh, seeing them jump up, uh, jump up almost like uh, what is it, one eighth of their wins? Like adding an additional eighth of their wins to the, their total seems like a lot. Yeah. I mean, adding like we were talking about the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets won the West with fifty three wins. Right, so I don't They're think they're going to be eight wins behind the nah. Do you think? Uh, you think uh, if uh, they end up making like top six in the West, do you think Shea uh, gets uh, some MVP buzz? Didn't he last year? I mean, there was some outside MVP buzz, but I think largely the fact that like he was on the tenth place of the team, I, I think that it muted a lot of it. But if he got into the top six. I think so, but I don't think it'd be comparable to what Fox got. You don't think he'll be uh, like comparable to Fox? He was the third seed. Yeah, this it's, true. it's true. But I feel like a lot of people shared that with Sabonis. I don't think there's anybody on the Thunder right now that shares the glory that uh that Shea gets, you know what I mean? That's that's that can be fair, yeah, that's true. We'll see what happens with Holmgren. I'm expecting him to be uh, a big boon for them. I, th- I think it's going to take a year or two, though. Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, and uh, he's put on the mass, the muscle. He's in the best shape of his life. So Nobody knew who he was until he put on the mass. <laughs> Do you remember when... Fultz is going to be back here at the Fultz Court Press pod. We love that guy. So (laughs) we're looking forward to seeing him play. Hopefully the full season. Hopefully nothing comes up outside of this stub toe. You know what I mean? Buddy, come on, man. You just... The Fultz (laughs) season. The Fultz season. It was right there. Jesus Christ. I just did Fultz Court Press. Like I'm not I know, but like, I mean, if you already were going to do Fultz puns, yeah. man, so come on. Let's go all in. Like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't edit it back in, just so you know. Like, I can't no, make it no, sound no, like no. This, this is funnier. This is funnier. Get a clean take. Just start it now. You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. All right, thank you for listening to self-indulge a little bit. We're back with the Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. On onward and forward with our recap of the offseason in the Northwest Division. We're talking the Portland Trailblazers. So Portland, they lost Drew Eubanks to the Dirty Phoenix Suns. They lost Kevin Knox to just not wanting to have Kevin Knox in the NBA. They lost. Yeah. Cam Reddish to the Dirty Lakers and uh, Trandon Watford went to Brooklyn and Justice Winslow hasn't signed with anybody, which is weird. I thought he would definitely sign with somebody. And Nate Williams Jr., who I've never heard of before, went to the Houston Rockets. And there's a couple other players here 
that I've also never heard of that decide, uh, decided not to return. Coming in, the Portland Trailblazers added Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, both through the draft, as well as uh, signed Moses Brown and drafted Ryan Rupert. They offer uh, they re-signed Matisse Thybul and Jeremy Grant. Overall, if you're to grade their offseason, what would you say for the Portland Trailblazers? F. F? Why is that? F. You have a star player who doesn't want to be there, even though he says he wants to be there. And you're like, oh, okay, you want to be here, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We're going to give you Jeremy Grant. We're going to give you your replacement in the draft. And we're not going to trade you where you want to go. So now he's going to stew and... It's going to just tank their chemistry. So Scoot's rookie year, he's, he's going to have Dame, who doesn't want him there as, as his vet. The guy he's supposed to be learning from, and he doesn't even want him. <laughs> and I, it's a mess. I think that you're – so you're referring to, obviously, the fact that Dame requested a trade to the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. And uh, in the Portland Trailblazers decided not to accept the Miami Heat's below uh, – like uh, offer. That, low ball. Yeah, yeah, a low ball offer. Um, and as a result, they're in a stalemate. Miami Heat have asked uh, the Portland Trailblazers to find a different de- deal. The Portland Trailblazers seem to be pretty happy just carrying this off into the regular season. Um, and that's, uh, that's what the, where they're at. And for that reason, and for that reason alone, I give the Portland Trailblazers an A for this off season. An A for assholes? So the Portland Trailblazers went into the off season saying that they were going to do everything they could to bring in talent to compete for a championship next season, which sounded stupid because they had nowhere near a, a championship roster. And then the Portland Trailblazers for all intents and purposes won the draft lottery. They went from the fifth overall pick a projected fifth overall pick to the third overall pick. And they were the third overall pick where the second overall pick was owned by the Charlotte Hornets who are chronically stupid. So uh, there was a two player draft. (laughs) There was a two player draft, but the person who's in second place right now is an idiot. So therefore Portland trailblazers got the second player in a two-player draft, even though they picked third. Now, there was a bunch of trades on the market. People were like, they have to move this. They have to do something and bring in, uh, bring in Dame. And there were some rumored names like a Pascal Siakam, an OG Ananobi. There was a possibility of maybe there being a Zion or an Ingram uh, being thrown in, uh, thrown around. And while all of those names would have made them better, it would be very difficult to see how they would have become a championship team with that core. So instead of doing the dumb thing like the team that was before them did, similar to them, um, they decided to hold on to that uh, that pick, and they picked Scoot Henderson, who seems like a bona fide all-star um, uh, prospect and arguably one of the best point guard prospects we've seen since Luka Doncic. Now, that said, they had another opportunity to be as dumb as the Charlotte Hornets, right? They could have done something incredibly stupid, and they could have taken a low-ball offer for their uh, star player who immediately requested a trade after they decided not to make bad trades uh, trades earlier that uh, the offseason. And instead of doing that, they held on to their cards, understanding that the star player will not earn, it would have to forfeit $200 million if he were to sit, uh, sit out the season, 
and they would still own his rights afterwards, so he wouldn't have any other choice other than to play for them if they go into the regular season. Also, the guy's name is Dame Dalla. He's never going to be throwing away two hundred million dollars. That's just not. That's just not. That would not. That'd be antithetical to his entire brand. So as a result, they held all the cards. They hold all the cards, and they continue to hold all the cards. So I mean, it's it, like it's been as good of an offseason as they could have considering the call, uh, the issues that they uh, they came into it with the only strike against their entire offseason was giving Jeremy Grant 160 million dollars because there was no one going to do that like if you looked at the market the competition wasn't there for Jeremy Grant you probably didn't have to give him 5 years guaranteed you definitely didn't have to give him 30 million a season so it was a bit uh, that was uh, that is a big miss on their uh, on their part. So I'll downgrade them to a B. But overall, they played the they played the off season as best as they could. That's for sure. You said all that. The only thing I took from it is if the Suns still had Landry Shamer, they could get on the phone with Charlotte, and maybe work out a deal and get Lamella. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're very <laughs> stupid. Like they're just so dumb. Oh, Suns, we need to get <laughs> Shamer back. <laughs> Get him back. They're like, wait, wait, wait. This guy was involved in trades for Tobias Harris and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. We need him here today. And Dario Saric. <laughs> if I get Miller's like, oh, Paul George, he's my goat. We need him. And Chris They're Paul. equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Landry Shamit, uh, Landry Shamit, the connective tissue, the six degrees of Landry Shamit. Six uh, degrees of Shamit. <laughs> Got to build your franchise around Landry Shamit and Brandon Miller. That'll be a that'll be the the core uh, the core that the uh, the Charlotte Hornets will ride into the sky. But anyways, yes. <laughs> the, Luckily the for sky. the Luckily for the Portland Trailblazers, they won the lottery because although they didn't get the second pick in a two player draft. The person that the team that did get the second pick in the two-player draft is the dumbest team in the league, and therefore they got the th- the second player in a two-player draft in the third pick. So, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I think the Spurs won the draft lottery. I, I mean, like technically, yes. I mean, they got the they got the guy. They got the guy. They got the guy. They got the it guy. Was such a... There was such a difference between the guy and guy number two in the two person draft, but I think it's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think if you're Portland, you couldn't have asked for it to have gone much better than it did. No, you couldn't. Have. Um. So yeah, no. I mean, and for that reason, I think the Portland Trailblazers they've had a fine a fine off season. It's not great. It, like I know a lot of people. Like the thing is, is people don't like Portland's off season because they're taking the 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 Portland Trailblazers are denying people their gratification of seeing the big transaction. Right, everyone wants to see Dame move. That's why, like, Dame never really positioned himself as a person who wanted to move forever. Yet he was always rumored to move because everybody wanted him to move. Right, That's and true. eventually the the prophecy was fulfilled, and Dame has finally caved and said, after years and years and years of saying never that he was ever going to move, ever he finally caved. And he decided he wants to move. And now, why is Portland uh, Portland uh, having a bad off season? Because they didn't capitulate to what we want, which is for Dame to move, right? Can it's we not, for something that is decidedly less value than having Dame on their roster? So, I mean, the, the, like them not making actively making bad decisions makes them a bad front office in our minds, and that's and that's a broken logic that I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to participate in. I'm going to give Dame even more credit here. 
he still didn't decide he wanted to move. He asked the fans, if you want me to move, fill out a position, and they did. Yeah, That's the true. only reason he even decided then to do it. He still didn't want to. Yeah, and the DJ was playing Welcome to Miami in the background of an uh, IG video. So, I mean, uh, you know, he's the, just kind of just going, he's, he, he's like, life's a lazy river, man. I'm just going with the flow. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, that said, uh, the FanDuel does not have an over-under for the Portland Trailblazers, largely because of the big question mark that is hanging over their heads. How many did they win last year? Uh, last season, Portland finished with the fifth worst record in the league with 33 wins. All right. So, let's go over-under 34 and a half. Yeah. Where, where would you go? I'd probably go under. I'd go over. And the reason okay. why is because they set Dame for the last half of that, like the last 20 games of that season. And the team's better than it was last season. Okay. Just roster wise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, I, I ran through the players that they lost this off season, like not including Dame. It's Drew Eubanks. And He's then right. Cam Reddish and Traden Wat- uh, Tra- uh, Watford. Like, none of those play- Drew Eubanks is a great player, but, like, none of those people are really moving the needle. And then they added Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharps a year better. They added Chris Murray, who's a, who looks like he's going to be a dynamic three-point shooter uh, on the team. Like, I mean, their, their team it does appear to be, roster-wise, better than it was before. Now, obviously, is Dame going to come in full, wholehearted? Is the team going to give him an opportunity to really kind of demonstrate his value as a player? Those are questions that might run uh, that might run um, run counter, counter to what I'm saying, but I think that Portland, as currently constructed, is a play-in team. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think they are definitely a play-in team because, like, if you think a play-in wow. team last season was 40, uh, 40 wins would have gotten you into tenth place. They had thirty-three wins. They played twenty games without Dame. So you assume of those twenty games, they won maybe three more there. They're only really four, a difference of four wins, and I think that they have a better roster now than they did before. So I, I think it's possible. I think that they are a playing team, as we'll currently see. as currently constructed. We shall see. All right. I feel, I feel like the West is just going to be stronger. Yeah. I mean uh, the the West is uh, the West is a, a is a tight knit group. That's for sure. But uh, I think that. Uh, I th- well, the Knicks are in the East. Yeah, not a Nick group, tight knit group. Uh, I yeah, like. I mean, go. like you're. It'll be interesting to see like where some of these teams end up. Like, you know, obviously there's some interesting off seasons from like the Dallas Mavericks. So they could definitely improve. The Utah Jazz. I think they have a really good roster, but they didn't really do much to improve it this off season. So I'm not sure where that uh, where that ends up going. I'll be interested to see how the Clippers roll out this season. Um, the Golden State Warriors. You know. They could definitely drop into a plan. The Pelicans, I, I mean, the Grizzlies. I, there's a lot of teams that we're going to c- come into c- conversations with l- later on. Well, this Grizzlies are going to be sorry. I mean, I don't know. I, I like they. They've done well without uh, without a uh, job in the past. Now that was when they had Dylan Brooks, right? So I, I mean, that's Dylan fucking Brooks. That was when they had Trey Jones. Uh, I mean Dylan Brooks. Uh, Get out of here! Yeah, he's their regular starter, their their number one option, uh, their uh, the person they had shutting down number one options. 
Not uh, not Trey Jones. Trey Jones defensively is a sieve. All right. But he wasn't running the offense. I mean, he was their last... uh, He was like their bailout option all the time. I don't think I mean Trey Jones. I think I mean the other guy. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Uh, Um... I'm going to guess that your league pass ranking for them is 20. Oh, shit. I forgot to give those ones. All right. Let's see here. Minnesota Timberwolves league pass ranking. Let's see where we are on that one. Minnesota Timberwolves, number 10 on my league pass ranking. Um, yeah. That's an Anthony Edwards driven uh, ranking mostly. Metric there. Yeah. Um, I had 24 for Portland. That's Oklahoma guess. City Thum- Thunder is the number two on my league pass ranking. Oh, no. That means you move Orlando. Uh, Orlando is not. Don't spoil it. Don't yeah. spoil it. Uh, so, yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder, obviously a, a big Shea fan, uh, but that's not really what's driving that ranking. It's Lou Dort. It's always going to be Lou Dort. Lou Dort is magical. He's a majestic unicorn, and we need to protect him. Um He's the unicorn after getting struck by a car. I watched him get a dunk the other game. So, like, in the game that they lost to Brazil, Lou Dort went off. Like, he he shot, like, he was, like, three for three from three. You know, he was blocking shots. He was stealing balls. And he was dunking. And, oh, my God. The dunk. They, like, lower the rim in the international game? Oh, my God. The dunks, they're so magical. You're like, oh my god, what's he doing? He's gonna crash! <laughs> like it's, it's like watching... <laughs> it, it looks like a plane about to hit a builder. It's like when you watch like those videos of like somebody who's just like casually looking the other way while they're crossing a street, and then all of a sudden they get hit by a Mack truck. That's what you're expecting to see when you see Lou Dork go up and reach with two hands to the rim. But no, he grabs it. He grabs it, he swings on it, and then he drops down. And that's two points. Two points on the board. You know? <laughs> two points. All right. Portland, where you got them? So Portland on my league pass rankings. Now I am a, I'm really intrigued by Scoot Henderson. So if, uh, so Portland sixteen. So yeah, uh, which I mean, like I think, uh, I think it, most people would probably have them much lower than that. But yeah, I have them about yeah, mid uh, mid ranking twenty four. I feel like you've every single one of these teams you've got in the top twenty. No, well in these in this division, uh, let's see. Utah is 13. So, yeah, all uh, in this division, all of them are in the top 20. Yeah, you're a, a crazy person. My Eastern Conference rankings are much lower than my Western Conference rankings this season. I And I feel like last year you were all in on the East being the best conference. I mean, it was the best conference last season. Like, I mean, the t- three uh, three of the top four uh, championship contenders were in that conference, and then all of which, them lost. Which team won the... Uh... <laughs> Won, won, won the title, <laughs> then all the of, Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, and that team pretty much showed how weak the Western Conference was too. And look, <laughs> I, I don't want to be that guy, but I think the Nuggets would have smashed the Celtics, and they would have buried the Bucks too. I, I don't know. I think that the they Bucks, were on a different level. I think the Bucks and the uh, I think the Bucks and the Nuggets would would have been the series. That would have been the best series for everybody to watch. That would have been the best series in the playoffs. I think Jimmy Butler's just got Giannis's number. I'm maybe, uh, maybe I mean, he, he he's in his little black book. Maybe I don't know. Like the that whole series is was confounding to me. I, I like I swear if the Heat started the playoffs by playing the Celtics as opposed to the uh, as opposed to the Milwaukee Bucks, they would have lost to the Celtics in the first round. Well, it was only I'll, after they began to believe in themselves that they actually started to win. They, <laughs> they heard this podcast and heard me pick them. <laughs> 
All I can right. tell you that'll never happen again. <laughs> Magic like that happens once in a lifetime. All right, the Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz, uh, they lost uh, Yudoka Azambuki, who went to Phoenix. Uh, and then they also uh, traded away Rudy Gay. Damon Jones was also traded away. And Juan Toscano Anderson is currently a free agent, no longer with anybody currently. On the ad side, they added John Collins. They added Keontae George and Taylor, uh, Taylor Hendricks through the draft. Romeo Langford was a free agent signing. And uh, Bryce Sensabaugh was also added through the draft. And Omar uh, Omer Yurtsevin from the Miami Heat was uh, added via free agency. So that said, taking a look at their roster, what are your thoughts on uh, on what you're what you're seeing from this uh, from this Utah Jazz team? Um, I don't like it as much as I did last year. You didn't like it last year until right. they started playing, and I, and I I I like this team even less. Okay, so <laughs> the, the the only two guys on this team that I think I'm interested in are. Uh, the marksman and Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like Laurie Markkinen. Excuse is, me, Walker Mormon Ranger. My bad. My <laughs> bad, y'all. Uh, Laurie Markkinen is a really exciting player. Uh, he's got two years left on his contract, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they uh, end up offering him a contract extension or if he would be willing to take it because I don't believe he would get maxed in a contract extension. He was also robbed last year. He should definitely have finished all NBA after the season he had. Um, this is the year. Yeah, uh, Larry Markkinen's great. John Collins, what are your thoughts on that fit? He becomes the highest paid player on their roster right now. I don't like that fit. I feel like it's going to take a lot of opportunity and a lot of minutes away from Markkinen and... Um, Kessler. Like, Kessler. what kind of a fit is it? John Collins, he doesn't space the floor, so he's going to make it a little tighter on Laurie, is it not? I mean, like he, on the perimeter? John Collins used to be able to fit, space the floor. Now, the question is, is can he get that back, right? Like, last no. season was a, last season was a all-time low for John Collins, and, you know, as a result, they ended up getting him for relatively cheap. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to rejuvenate his career and maybe like I see, when I see the John Collins trade, I see them buying low on somebody that they want to sell high on. Um, are they going to like run it a few months and turn his, his name value around and trade him for someone, trade him for a pick or something? I mean, that's what maybe they, they kind of get that, Rudy Gobert for him. I mean, that's kind of what they did with Malik Beasley and, uh, uh, Malik Beasley and, um, Jaron Vanderbilt, right? Like they, they kind of, they just kind of acquired them as spare parts of that Gobert trade, and then were able to flip them for a first round pick, right? So it seems like a, it seems like a overall uh, model that they're they're willing to uh, willing to run with. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they manage it uh, moving they forward. They do have they have one more guy who I'm really interested in. That's Taylor Horton Tucker. Dylan Horton Tucker, he definitely seemed to have uh, pushed himself forward a lot uh, last season. Uh, I, I'm interested in that. Uh, Abaji is a, another player that um, people have talked about a lot um, as a, a potential um, a potential three and D player of the future for them. Uh, I also always liked Omar Yurtsevin. Uh Omar Yurtsevin was kind of like the. Um, 
oh, what's the guy's name in uh, Houston? I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, the mini Jokic. Oh, uh, now that you've blanked on it, I've blanked on it. Fuck you. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's he's like the mini Jokic before the Where mini Jokic. Where are you, Jokic. Dick? We need you. <laughs> I'll get it real quick. Sangoon. Sangoon. Alperen. Alperen Sangoon. Yeah, Alperen Sangoon. He was the Sangoon before Sangoon. Coming out of Turkey, he was a he was this highly taught, touted Turkey center prospect. Um, and he kind of <laughs> just wasted away in, in, in Miami, who, you know, traditionally doesn't like playing European players. Um, so I would have blinked on his name if I wasn't thinking of my stupid joke. <laughs> and then another guy I'm also kind of interested in seeing if he can continue with his positive growth from last season is Chris Dunn. It was nice seeing Chris Dunn back in the league. Well um, done. So uh, it will be nice to see how that works out. Bryce Sensabaugh is an interesting prospect. A lot of people liked what they saw at Keontae George in the summer league. He was a, uh, he seemed like he was poised to win summer league MVP. Um, and then uh, and then Taylor Hendricks is a guy that a lot of people were questioning why they drafted him. So it'll be interesting to see how he pans out as well. So uh, it there there are some things here that are great. That said, I agree with you. Where is the improvement from last season to this season? I don't see it. Um, let me take a look. I don't know what they're doing. I I just don't know what they're doing. I think they're just kind of just in the middle of a rebuild. I think they're just in the middle of a rebuild and they're just kind of like, they, they're pivoted very well in their first season of that rebuild, but they never really fully tanked. They still have a lot of pieces. And the question is, is what are they going to do with those pieces? Are they going to sell them or are they going to build around them? You know what I mean? And I don't think they're fully understanding where they are on that either. So last season, the Utah Jazz won 37 games. This season, their over-under is set at 35.5. Do you think that they would... The less than they won last year. Yeah. That said, teams that are below them, Portland Trailblazers, Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, you would expect them to all, with maybe the Portland Trailblazers being the exception on your case, but you'd expect the other two definitely to increase in wins, and those wins have to come from somewhere. Yeah. It's tough for me because while I said I dislike the roster, I think year two, Kessler, he's going to have another offseason under his belt. He's going to have another year in the system. I think that he'll probably take a step offensively and he, he'll become more than just a defensive threat. You know, he, he might develop a little post hook or something like no i mean like right now he's like he's really just a rim runner so if he could develop a little bit of a post game as well that might uh, that might improve his overall value i gotta be honest with you when i watch walker kessler's game i don't see a lot of growth opportunity i see a guy who could be an all all uh all nba defensive player possibly a defensive player of the year um and given where he was drafted and everything like that i think that's that's a great win what the, the cat is attacking the router. Okay, sorry. Please stop. Don't do that. But I think like Walker Kessler, like expect, like even expecting him to grow beyond what he is, is kind of almost greedy in, in a way, right? Like I, I think if he ends up maintaining his his uh, his play from last season and just like adding more minutes to that, um, and just kind of furthering his development in his defensive game. I think you're talking about a guy who will have a very successful long NBA career, and as the 22nd pick in the draft, I think that's as best as yep. you could ask for. He's gonna make a lot of money blocking shots and rim running. Yeah, I think I I, I, I would agree with that. Like so, um, that said, like I don't see him really developing a mid range game. I definitely don't see him developing an outside game. 
Um, and like his post game, like I mean, I just like I feel like the off like I feel like offense has moved so far away from needing to develop big men post game uh, that it just never will get the opportunity to blossom if it ever existed to begin with. Maybe he can catch a lob from the marksman. Maybe, or maybe he can maybe he can chuck a couple of them his way. Um, but yeah, that said, uh, I think that they will go under, uh, under the 35 and a half win mark. Um, I think that the, the Utah jazz, like I said before, they didn't improve. I'm looking at their roster now and I'm like, I just don't even see where the playmaking's coming from. Like, I just, I, I really like Larry Markkinen. Um, I really like, I really like Walker Kessler. I, I like some of these pieces and these players, but I think that they have an incomplete roster at this period of time. Um, and for that reason, I'm out. But you have them at 13 on your your league pass. Oh yeah, because I like watching uh, Larry Markinen and uh, Walker Kessler. And Abaji's also got me a bit interested. They have interesting players. The sheriff. I, I've like I established this last season. I'm okay watching bad basketball, so long as I have interesting athletic players to watch. Um, I I watched a lot of Detroit Pistons last season, so. I'm a sick after the Cunningham injury. After the Cunningham injury, you're gross, dude. Yeah, no, I have an illness. I have an illness when it comes to bad basketball. I love watching it. Like Jalen, I uh, Jalen Ivy, uh, Jalen uh, Jaden Duran. Uh, sorry, Jaden Ivy and Jalen Duran. Oh my goodness, Jalen. We 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 need to bookmark that one for the full lease. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the so uh, yeah Duran. Oh my god, I'm so excited to see what Duran looks like with uh. Kate Cunningham this uh, this season. Um, Smart pick. Yeah, and you know, so that that's my way of saying I might be invested in uh, investing pretty heavily in the Detroit Pistons again this uh, this league past season. They're gonna be your magic. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and break. Oh, sorry, there was actually one more thing that we wanted I uh, wanted to do. So looking at the rosters on all uh, all five Northwest Division teams, let's build an all Northwest Division team. So it's going to be eight players deep. Um, as a guy, I put I put like three guards, three wings, three bigs, but we can we can kind of like push that around as much as we want. I want at least one big and two wings and two guards, and then three uh, three bench players kind of thing. Um, but yeah, wouldn't that be nine, not eight? Uh, no, so it was two guards, two uh, two wings, and a big, and then three bench players. That would be eight. Sorry. But... Oh, okay, because your thing. Okay, so you said three, three, three. But yeah, I got that's you. my bad. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I wrote it down wrong. Uh, so I think for guards, I, I don't know where where you're on with this, but I think the the oh guards two, are obvious. The two starting guards for me would be Jamal Murray and Shade Gilgis Alexander. Yep, exactly what I was going to say is obvious. I think for the big, the obvious one there is uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Jokic. Um, the uh, the wings. Where are you? Anthony Edwards. Okay. And I'm thinking I would probably go Josh Giddy over uh, Markinen. You know what, Markkinen? Yeah, 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 Markkinen. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go. Like, I think I would agree with that. With that, uh, Edwards and Markkinen. So then we have three players coming off the bench. So I'm going Jalen Williams, uh, guard Jalen. Ah, guard Jalen. Yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going Josh Giddy. I'm going Walker Kessler. I'm going. All right. I'm going to go Aaron Gordon. I'm going Jalen. Uh, Jalen Williams 
and I'm going Lou Dort. Yeah, I'm going to go Gordon with my last one. <laughs> so you go get a, you're going Giddy Walker and uh, and Gordon. Yes, yes, yes. All right, poor Portland. Poor Portland. I don't. I I, I don't respect them. No Dame. No uh, no Scoot. No. Nothing. No. <laughs> No, no. Jer- no, Jeremy Grant, the $160 million man. Doesn't deserve it. I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I was right there with you. I didn't have, I didn't have them on my list either. So, I mean, Dame, <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking myself, I probably should go back and add Dame. Um, to the probably, bench? Yeah. He doesn't I, want to come off the bench. I'll probably have to add Dame onto the, onto my bench. I'll, I'll have to bump, uh, I'll have to bump Dort for that one. It's Whoa, no that's your guy. I know. I know. That's my number one in my heart. But it's okay. I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let it go this time, Dame. Um, just yeah, stay in Portland. And I'll I'll give you I'll give you the world. I'll even give you Dort. <laughs> but I won't do that. But I won't do that. All right, go on mute. Yeah. So okay, uh, yeah. that'll about do it for the Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. Uh, remember, you can uh, call us and leave a voicemail at 724-FU-FOOLS at 724-383-6657. You can also text that number as well. You can follow us at F-Court Press uh, on X. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Full Court Press. And you can follow us on TikTok at, uh, what is it, sorry, at F-Court Press Pod. Uh, my name is Lufa. I was joined today by Sandy. Uh, Sandy, say goodbye. This is a real basketball-heavy episode here, Chief. I don't know. <laughs> it's the, uh, the we, we, we got some content out of it. We got some content out of it. I think we looked at dicks for the first five minutes. I think we can. I think we did a. We we did enough fooling. That's a dick, man. That's a dick, man. Everybody, uh, just keep having funs, bro. Funs, bros. One day you'll.